From Hammond, Louisiana, this is Home Care America, your weekly dose of news and insights from the wonderful world of home care, waiver providers, and ICF IDD operators. It's brought to you by Cura OS, the all-in-one software solution that was forged from 30 years of experience in this industry. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to new listeners out there. This week on the podcast, we've got a powerful piece from James Griffith, the CEO of Cura, about the great resignation going on in this country, particularly in the home care and hospitality industries, how it demands a renegotiation with the employees driving care, and how smart software solutions like Cura can greatly enhance these conversations, making them more mutually beneficial all around. But first, we wanted to talk about the power of podcast as a resource that can empower your lives and careers as caregivers. When the team at Cura decided to get into this medium, we did a survey of the current landscape of podcasts and YouTube channels dedicated to home care, and we were genuinely surprised at the abundance of great resources available. Caregivers all across this country, from small providers to large agencies, they're putting out podcasts weekly that are just packed with tips tricks, insights, life hacks, even some business secrets that can be incredibly helpful to developing your business, improving it. And we want to make it a regular feature of this show to highlight these great conversations and podcasts, uh, particularly when we think they might be relevant to your challenges right here as a caregiver in Louisiana. So at the end of this episode, we're going to feature a segment highlighting some of the podcasts we've been listening to lately and we think might be very helpful to you as well. All right. Well, it's time now for some weekly wisdom from James Griffith, CEO of Cura. I know this great resignation is affecting all of us as providers. And As I look into it, as I read articles about how it's affecting our service industry as a whole in America, and I have friends who own restaurants who are like closed two days a week now because they can't hire enough staff, I know that we're being affected as well. And a big part of this resignation is happening because service workers just don't feel appreciated. They don't feel like they're they're part of the team. They're, the, they're at the bottom rung of the ladder, and they're the ones that get stepped on by everybody. And as, a, as an industry, I know we've just been, unfortunately, starved of good technological solutions to help us manage all the processes that are required to be in compliance with all of our licensing. And I just think that This results in a lot of our employees feeling like they just can't do their job, whether you're a social worker and you're trying to manage a caseload of 10 to 15 clients and uh, you just don't have the tools to be successful, or you're a direct care staff, a DSP, and that you're going to go to work this week, but when you get off of work on Friday... You've got to get to your office, which is an hour and a half away, to turn in some paperwork before you can get paid. And I think that when we make life difficult for our staff, especially when they're the low, some of the lowest paid staff, that it just becomes intolerable for them. 
and as providers that we just have to do better. We need to figure out how to reinvest in our staff and not worry so much about all these regulatory concerns that plague us. And we developed Cura OS so that providers can really provide the focus to their staff and their clients um, that they deserve and that they require now. Our jobs are complex, especially if you're doing medical medication administration, you're having to go through your ongoing education, having to log in and out on your phones now. You know, everything's gotten harder. And we built Cura to make things easier for your staff and easier for your company, easier for you. We built it to give you unprecedented control over what's... We built it to give you unprecedented knowledge about your company so that you can see daily, real time, what's going on, who's going to work and who's not, so that your scheduling processes are automated, so that when people check out, texts are just sent out to all of the other workers available for that shift, so that those workers are screened. They have allergies or are afraid of animals or pets. We don't try to line up the wrong, the wrong person with the wrong client. We built systems into Cura to automate so many of your processes to make your life easier. I'd like to invite you to take a look at a better way. I'd like you to invite you to take a look at Cura OS. How many times have you gone into the weekend wondering, how am I going to fill that shift? Knowing that if you don't fill that shift, you might be working it yourself or one of your social workers might. We just believe that having a social worker, a supervisor filling shifts is probably the worst way to show appreciation for the professionalism that they provide for you on the job. And we don't understand how a social worker filling a shift can take a call out or service other clients that may be in an emergency. So we've built Cura to make sure that you have the best ability to fill shifts possible. And we limit the, the necessity for anybody other than your direct care staff, your, your direct support professionals to provide that care. As providers, we've had so much downward pressure over the last 10 years in terms of our regulatory environment, our decreasing revenue. It's just made it so hard for us to hire the best people to do the job. And I know that as providers, sometimes we're put into a position where we just can't hire the right person. We just have to hire any person. And we know what that ends up resulting in most of the time is just high turnover and an unsatisfied client. I believe that the employee of the future, as our industry is pegged to become the largest growing and fastest growing industry over the next 10 years, is probably going to come out of... uh, DSW school, a direct support worker class, or 
a CNA class or some other trade school or higher level of education preparing them to be direct care staff. And then they're going to come to us as a potential employers. And it seems that as they're in these classes, they're being taught that there's all these technological advances taking place to make their job so much easier and better. And when they walk into us as providers, that we need to validate that expectation. Otherwise, they will seek employment elsewhere at the hospital, the rehab center, or the nursing home. And right now, as an industry, we just can't meet that expectation. We don't have the technology to make them feel like their jobs are easier and better. We hold them hostage to broken processes that are technologically deficient. And so we built Cura to help bring the home care industry for waiver service providers and ICF, IDD operators into the 21st century so that they can operate as efficiently as possible and focus their attention on what matters most, taking care of their clients with the best staff possible that they, can, that they have trained to be the best care providers that they can get. As a provider, how many social workers are you hiring to care for your staff or to manage your staff and your clients? We built Cura so that as providers, you can really maximize the caseloads of your social workers without compromising their care. And I meet with care providers that have staffing ratios of maybe, I've met with several that have staffing ratios of one social worker to every 10 to 15 clients. And they're having such high turnover right now because even at those levels, the social workers just aren't able to perform their job adequately. They don't have the systems to staff their clients properly. They're being paid starting wages for social workers, and they're just frustrated. And I know that at Care Incorporated, our social workers, they've never run, they don't ever run caseloads of less than 30. And it's not uncommon for a a social worker to have a caseload of as high as 60 clients. In fact, when I started CARE, it it was a requirement that we had three social workers having at least 60 clients before we hired a new one so that they could each give that social worker 15 and the new social worker, a brand new social worker, would start with no less than 45 Now, because of the complexity of the services we provide, we don't quite maintain those ratios today. But we certainly don't expect a social worker to have less than 30 clients at care and be able to satisfy all of their service requirements and maintain all the regulatory accountability. And I know that our social workers... 
they don't, they never go home at night losing sleep over whether or not they're going to be able to do their job or whether they did it the day that day. They go home knowing that they've taken care of all of the requirements that had to be met that day. They knew what needed to be updated. They knew where the deficiencies were in their service plans. What were the schedules that weren't being filled? What were the who were the clients that they needed to be getting ready to hire for, or that they were hiring for, and where those employees were in the hiring process. And we'd like to offer that same level of accountability and confidence to other providers with Cura OS. Here are some of the home care podcasts we've been checking out lately. All Home Care Matters is the most listened to home care podcast in the world. A podcast and YouTube channel devoted to discussing all things home care. There are featured guests, resources, tips, and discussions on important age-related topics to help families as they navigate long-term care matters. It's sponsored by Enriched Life Home Care Services, an award-winning home care company in southeastern Michigan since 2013. While it sometimes features experts and entrepreneurs from the home care industry, most of the shows are dedicated to tips that can help all families dealing with home care of loved ones which explains its wide popularity. This is very helpful and real smart marketing as well. A recent episode talked about the long-term care crisis in America. Thinking about and preparing for the what-if, as Hank said earlier, can make all the difference when the time actually comes that you need long-term care. Preparing funds ahead of time, whether it be starting a new account to save specifically for long-term care or other health costs, or deciding on the amount of retirement money to use can help you and your family budget for a future that may include long-term care. Getting regular checkups and leading a healthy lifestyle that includes eating healthy foods, staying hydrated, getting enough sleep, and getting an adequate amount of exercise can help you combat the need for long-term care, but it won't make certain that you won't need long-term care in the future. We never know what will happen, so it's best to always be prepared. When planning for long-term care, having an idea of how you will pay for the associated costs is a good start. You will also need to determine if a family member will provide care for you in your own home or possibly in theirs. If you choose to go with professional home care services, you will have to determine what sort of care you want to receive from them and they can help you in deciding what type of care may be best suited for your needs. Vision, the Home Care Leaders Podcast, a podcast that gives you an inside look at what's happening in the home care industry. Host Miriam Allred from Home Care Pulse sits down with agency executives to discuss pressing challenges, operational best practices, rising trends, and answer top-of-mind questions from providers around the nation. Catch a new episode of Vision every Tuesday. A recent episode talked about why self-care needs to be a part of your home care culture. I maybe want to kick it over to you, Sheila. You are passionate about self-care, and I think the pandemic has helped us all realize that we all need self-care and we need to prioritize self-care for our employees. And I know that's a passion topic of yours, Sheila. What are maybe some ideas or ways that we could talk about, you know, what are some best practices and how can we help ensure that our employees are getting time for self-care? 
Right. Well, I think, unfortunately, sometimes we think of, of self-care, we put it in a box and we think, well, you know, maybe they just need a massage or a mani-pedi or, you know, or else people go to extremes and say, well, I need to learn to meditate eight hours a day. So, you know, self-care really is simple. And to me, one of the the best, easiest ways to get started is to find ways to get away from technology, um, get outside, have some quiet time alone. I mean, I think every single one, every single person should have 15 minutes of quiet time in the morning and do whatever you want with it, however you want to call that. The Home Care Forum podcast was established as a resource for the home care industry to debate the issues facing home care employers patients, and employees. They want to use this platform to advocate for the critical services that we are providing to our community. A recent episode talked about the rejection of Build Back Better by Senator Manchin. Well, I don't know if the Build Back Better is entirely that, as you said, that there there are very aggressive efforts to persuade Manchin. Otherwise, I don't know if that will work. But there's definitely efforts to salvage something. This is Biden's legacy, right? He needs this to win and for Democrats to win in the midterm elections. And this is really being pushed by the more liberal side of the Democratic Party. Uh, the more moderates, I think, would be okay with uh, this not going forward and there being a new plan come January. So I'm not as resigned to the idea that it's dead. I mean, it sure looks like that a lot of the financial firms are calling this as dead and perhaps in this in this form it is dead because there were a lot of environment and social programs that i guess more moderate and republican uh, leaning individuals would would not have supported so there might be a deal to be made but it's certainly not going to be as a Green Party favorable as this one was. Home Care Insiders, are you ready to discover the secrets of how successful home care companies start? grow and make money in their home care agency the home care insiders will share the latest secrets trends and industry topics to help you take your home care agency to the next level your hosts are darnell reed and dina shepherd the home care insiders podcast will show you the way a recent episode talked about marketing your agency with no money but with 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 the change in technology and things since the past decade um, there's a couple of trends that I've seen that I know that has worked and that I've actually implemented. And if I was just starting off right now, these are the things that I would be doing right now to start to generate leads for my business. And so the first thing, you know, I want to kind of jump into, uh, which is so, so very powerful is this. I would become a local celebrity right by consistently creating online video content like on facebook um, i would be creating educational information um, about senior care right that's what i would be doing now i did this um, very early on in my business and i started to um, really start to share my story and have videos you know sharing my story about why i got into the home care business um you know stories about my grandmother thanks for joining us we'll see you again next week 
We're going to feature some great conversations among the Cura team that leverage their many decades of experience and insights, and we think it's going to make for an even more compelling and entertaining show. So don't miss out. Have a wonderful week.